Hello wonderful listeners welcome back to another enriching episode of we are listening i'm pulkit garg your host and founder of anya wellness and before we get into the topic and conversation wishing everyone a very warm and invigorating valentines day so listeners today we bring to you a topic that's relevant and probably the question of the mood of the season as well emotional intelligence and its profound impact on relationships and today we have with us nick who's a certified emotional intelligence coach based in the heart of london and our conversation today dear listeners you can picture this as a road map to better connections understanding and harmony and without further ado let's dive into the realm of improving relationships through the lens of emotional intelligence with nick welcome nick thank you perkins hi everyone nick while the genesis of you know any relation is sowed with both of emotions and feelings for each other but as we evolve in our relationships and uh, you know as we grow together these emotions are often alienated in the relationships and and the pivot over which a relationship strives the feeling of love or being loved are often replaced with the feeling of being right or wrong ego and a whole long list of negative connotations what are your thoughts on this is a good point and uh, you know I'm a tutor at the school of philosophy as well and a quote that we often repeat is uh, give what you need mm-hmm. so love and being loved if i need love is very likely love that i need to give first and it happens continuously in our life if i am not happy one day and i would like to hear a good morning from from a stranger it's very likely that i will be the one to say good morning first to receive a good morning similarly in the relationships we expect something and not every time we are ready to give it first so if i need love being loved it starts with love first in a conversation now talking more with cognition being right and being wrong is not the point as well because it implies that my point is the correct one and yours is not and this is not a constructive conversation at all we are just assertively bringing our point expecting the other to say yes you are right so it doesn't bring to a productivity to an efficiency in the conversation ego plays a part as well feeling ready to be to face the other person saying i disagree with you and so emotions now plays uh, another vital role because when you hear that your point is disagreed on you feel like you might feel like is a uh, is personal like why my point is not important mm-hmm. the core of a productive conversation that's going to lead them to a productive and efficient and lovely relationship is uh, having the the ability to agree that we disagree i have my point you have your point i'm curious about your point i'm trying to use your point for my growth because of course i wasn't thinking about this in if i'm that rigid means that i'm too stuck on my opinion mm-hmm. so consciously we might use a different opinion 
to build our new one. And this is how we learn from everyone and everything as well. But we need to be emotionally and uh, intellectually ready for it. We need to put our ego outside the conversation and imply that, yeah, my point is my point, is right for me, what's yours? So this uh, I'm right is going to disappear. Mm. And we're going to be more open to listen to the other point. When you're talking about relationships and conversations, uh, I believe often it's important that, and as you rightly mentioned, that it's important to keep the ego outside the conversation and give that uh, space to the other person as well, instead of just, uh, you know, emphasizing that I am right or uh, you are wrong on those conversations. Another point that I often follow is giving benefit of doubt to the other person. You are not aware about the emotional space or the experiences or the conditioning from which the person is coming. And this leads to my next question. How can emotional intelligence really help us in fostering empathy and understanding within relationships? You just mentioned it. Sometimes we don't understand the emotional field that the other person is in. <laughs> Again, I reiterate my philosophy. Communication starts from listening. Listening doesn't mean to the words, but listening completely means listening to the emotions of the other person. And as you said, sometimes we don't realize it, but if we do, or when we do, the communication improves. Because I can communicate in a way that you're going to be good, you're going to be fine listening to. I'm embracing your emotions as well as my emotions in the conversation. So there is this sense of feeling understood reciprocally. In order to improve relationships, I would say let's improve the art of listening. Mm-hmm. Listening, especially at the School of Philosophy, we define it as an art. The people that you might know, or the audience might know, that can really listen to you, you keep them uh, in high regards. Like, wow, he's a listener, or she's a listener. Yeah. He understands me. He understands me is perceived as emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's not just that he understands the words, but he can go beyond the words and he can understand the emotions that I'm experiencing in a conversation mm-hmm. or telling a story. So listening is an art that has to be mastered and practiced. And of course, in order to do so, our self, our ego is completely outside. Yeah. To be attentive to others' emotions, to be attuned with others' emotional field, we don't have to think about ourselves. We are completely in the story, like we are watching a movie. Okay. <laughs> if can uh, if it can be a I don't know a practice for all of us, something I, I do on a regular basis as well. When we are listening, let's try to listen. To ask a question, not to respond. So now, psychologically, the brain works in with two different, complete different focuses. 
mm-hmm. in the first one when i'm listening to ask a question i know that i'm gonna have to ask something so i'm completely with the story i'm completely listening to you and then of course i'm gonna try to develop a question that is that makes sense when in contrary i'm thinking about the response that i want to give to your point my brain is building the response so i'm not with you anymore and we cannot do the two at the same time so we are doing one or the other if i'm listening to ask a question to your story i'm a 100% with you it's <laughs> like almost watching a movie when we watch a movie we are, we are not really focused on responding. We know that the actor and actresses is not gonna, they're not gonna respond to us. So mm-hmm. we are completely in the story, trying to understand the story. Let's try to do the same when we speak with our colleagues, relatives, brothers, sisters, parents, with everyone. Let's try to practice this. And this is the core of improving and mastering the art of listening. Amazing. So I guess the roots go back to building onto the art of listening. And But uh, Nick, help me understand one thing over here. When we are talking about listening, it's an art that, okay, there are two people in a relationship, the two main primary people in the relationship, but then they're also surrounded by secondary people who are influencing factors into that relationship often or play a very conditioning role uh, at that time. So even if the primary two people in a relationship are able to build that bridge between them in the, you know, in terms of listening and being empathetic towards each other, relationship often face challenges through external factors or external triggers as well at time. And how should one respond at that moment where you're not aware like you know the person the person would not be behaving in such a certain certain manner or certain behavior and you see a completely different picture of the person coming in front of you and that's often because of the external factors so how do you navigate these external factors in a relationship uh, interpretation i think is uh, is an important word External factors are considered life events as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If uh, two people are in a relationship and they are good together, uh, they might feel a sense of unity. This sense of unity can help a lot to navigate any challenge, any adversity. Mm-hmm. It's like not feeling alone going to war. I can face something that is annoying externally to the couple. The couple, by by the real meaning of being a couple, I mm-hmm. sense is a power couple. They give strength to each other. And this mm-hmm. sense of unity, like we are united, so we can face everything. Mm-hmm. Then how mm-hmm. we face it or how the couple face the, the external influences, I would say is a too broad variety of events. I should not construct a way because I mean it might involve too many different scenarios, too many different people, it might be influences from work, from the family, from the environment as well, from society, from uh, the religious community, 
but I I dare to say unity it might be the the main ingredient to overcome external influences I mean negative influences they, they can be overcame with unity got it and are there any specific uh, emotion intelligence strategies or exercises uh, you know that you find particularly impactful in improving the interpersonal relationships so unity you just shared but are there any specific strategies or exercises around this uh there are there are uh they're called or so called coaching tools or coaching mm-hmm. strategies and uh, i mean i would like to gift something uh, so we are talking about listening and how to improve and master the art of listening mm-hmm. uh in less than one minute i can share levels of listening and this is kind of curious because when uh, we ask to our partner with or to to our family are you listening yeah what level are you listening Yeah, like mm-hmm. what the levels? Like listening is listening. No, listening can be in levels. So this model is uh, from Stephen Covey. Is was an, an American psychologist who passed twelve uh, years ago, and he defined the listening in five different levels. So I'm sure the people that are listening now they can. Uh, I'm gonna give an example of each, and they can relate when it happens. So the very I'm going to start from the lower level of listening sure. toward the the highest. Mm-hmm. So the very first one is uh, ignoring. And it happens when uh, someone comes to you and it's like, "Hey, I, I was calling you. I was talking to you. I told you something." And you are like, "No, I didn't even hear your words." So this mm-hmm. means level one, ignoring the other person. Because maybe you are too involved in what you do. It might be gardening, it might be cooking, it might be something like that engage your your brain completely. The second level is pretending to listen, and uh, you hear the voice of the other person, and maybe you are I don't know watching the TV or reading something, so you physically hear someone speaking. And then you do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You didn't listen at all. You are pretending that you were listening, and still this is not listening. It's a very poor degree of listening. The third one is selective listening. So when this happens, when in a conversation we just select and cut apart. and we give a response on just that specific part this means that we didn't listen to the whole conversation but we just stopped in a part so we selecting a part of the conversation and our response our communication of course is based on that fraction only and this was level 3 level 4 here we are listening for real is attentive listening so this happen when i listen to the whole of your point of your conversation if you talk for a minute or two 
before responding, I take into consideration everything you have said in the order as well that you communicate. So I'm listening attentively to your words. And this is a good degree of listening. As well because the communication then is based on everything that you have said. So it means that I'm truly listening. Mm -hmm. The level five is the most efficient, the most productive and the most beautiful, personally speaking, is listening with empathy. And in brief is listening to the words and to the emotions that are in the conversation. So you're going to listen to the change of the voice tone. You're going to see the eyes of the person in front of you getting wider when he's expressing maybe happiness or surprise. You're going to listen to the breathing while speaking. So you can detect the emotions. And of course, in that moment, you're going to be seen as a person that, wow, he's listening. He can understand me. Yeah. But why? Because you were completely with the other person. And again, ego is away. You are not thinking about you. You are completely, fully with the other person. This is something that, yeah, everybody can check or deepen researches. Just typing the five levels of listening. And I hope that I give it some, something useful. Yeah, to, to improve communication and mastering the art of listening. Uh, it's totally useful, uh, Nick. There are no doubts. Uh, there are no second thoughts to this that it's not going to be useful. And, you know, it helps me come to my next question. Uh, when you talk about the second level of listening, that's pretending. Uh, I'm not saying it often happens uh, intentionally, but when we are in a family setting, there is a certain degree of pretentious listening happening between the family members. They are always not either attentive or I would say the least is the empathetic level of listening that happens in a family setting. So how can emotion intelligence coaching, you know, really help a family setting evolve together and especially the parents? It's a good question and uh, very practical as well. I would say emotional intelligence coaching empowers the candidates or clients or, or I mean people, let's say people to implement practices in the family as well. So you just mentioned pretending to listen means that we are doing something else. And I mean, a family member is talking to us. A practice mm -hmm. can be if I'm, uh, I don't know, reading something or doing gardening, asking to the other person, mm -hmm. can we have this conversation in five minutes, in 10 minutes, because I'm not mm -hmm. listening level four, not level five to you. So I might not be communicating appropriately. And this is something that at first it sounds strange. Like your brother is talking to you and you assertively say, listen, I'm sorry, but I'm not giving you my whole attention. And I want to. Can we have this conversation as soon as I finish? So let's do one thing at a time. So we sit, we can conversate. I'm not doing anything else. 
I'm not having a tea, I'm not checking the phone, I'm not reading, I'm listening. And in order to listen profoundly, we need to do that task alone. So at first, in a relationship, they are like, uh, you don't want to talk to me. No, I want to talk to you and I want to listen to you. But now I'm doing something else. So of course, I cannot give you complete attention. And I want to give you complete attention. So we can negotiate. I finish what I'm doing. It might be 10 minutes, it might be 30 minutes. And then, of course, we can take our time so I can listen. Especially when we are bringing important conversations in the family. And, and of course, we, we go through this typology of tough conversation in the family. So the importance is to give each other attention, full attention. Amazing. So listeners, hope this conversation helped you unlock the secrets of cultivating healthier and more meaningful relationships. Nick, do you have any thoughts before we, you know, wrap up this episode? I keep thinking, it's something I think every day, I'm very connected with, uh, with philosophy. Every philosophy is a question or a point that every philosopher since 2,500 years is, is trying to, to delve. Know yourself. Know yourself. So understanding in what emotional field you are, I think it's going to help you to regulate to get awareness about your emotional state, your emotional mood, and then be useful, efficient, and productive in the relationship. I think, Love yeah, that. know yourself, know yourself is yeah, something that we must do. That's a very valuable advice. And I would just like to add one thing from my end on that. I believe the five, uh, you know, levels of listening that you have just shared with us listeners should implement them on their own self first i believe that will help them to know themselves better listeners will be more than happy to you know hear your experiences you can share them with us over comments or reach out to us on our dm thank you and stay tuned we have another fascinating episode coming up with nick uh, and please do stay tuned for that thank you